Audio Hub Podcasts. This is the Whiskey Advisor Show. On this show, we sample some fine whiskies, share interesting tales and trivia, and answer your most important questions about whiskey. And now, here's your host, the Whiskey Advisor, Uday Balaji. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Whiskey Advisor show. After spending a few weeks with Indian whiskies, in last week's episode we journeyed to Scotland and we looked at what makes Scotch the gold standard for whiskey. I'm sitting here with the whiskey rook and I can tell that he's really excited. Am I right, Piyush? Absolutely, Uday. I'll be very honest with you. I was pleasantly surprised by the sheer range of good Indian whiskies, but you know, good old Scotch has always fascinated me. So, yes, I am very excited. always glad to hear that i know i think it was what episode 3 that we tasted lenfrick yes and so you'll have a little bit of an idea of what to expect on this show but we're going to kick it up a little and uh, make it interesting yeah, yeah definitely but you know i'm sure there's more to know oh absolutely there's a small surprise also later on okay or right, i'll start off with a question do you know what a glen is uh since i've been to uk i guess that means narrow valleys yeah narrow valleys and uh, you would have probably noticed that a lot of distilleries have uh, their names from glens okay right? okay so we have glenfiddich glenlivet glengarry you have a whole lot of different ones so some believe that these distilleries are located in glens because you know they were doing some illicit distillation and they wanted to be away from common sight okay whether it's true or not whether it holds good with every uh, distillery remains to be seen but you know one thing that i really have to say each of these distilleries spends a lot of effort and a lot of time and there's a lot of craft that goes into making uh, these whiskies so a lot of people you know say i like glen i think we should really you know distinguish between like a glenlivet and a glenfiddich and uh, a glenkeith for that matter really get into the whiskies and appreciate each one and try to figure out also the differences between these so that's something we'll be doing on the show so the next episode is going to be the glenlivet you drink both together and see how much different they are so now we let's go back in time first we'll talk a little bit about the name so we again back to the topic of glens so glenfiddich means valley of the deer so if you look at the bottle it will have one big stag image on it yeah 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 and uh, also it is a name of the nearby river so that river has a very interesting connection to the distillery because it's believed that william grant who was the person who built uh, the distillery collected stones from the fiddich river in order to build the distillery that is now glenfiddich Interestingly enough uh, William Grant learned his craft from the Mortlock distillery. This not many people know about this distillery mm-hmm. but it makes some fantastic whiskies and because of the sheer weight and body of this whisky it's called the beast of Dufftown. Okay. Look out for it. So again one more water connection. So he built the distillery in proximity to uh, the Robbie Dew Spring. So this is a water source that is shared by the Glenfiddich and the Balvenie. Okay. Yeah. And in fact, if you go to the distillery, there's a little tap on the side of one of the buildings where you can go and uh, drink the Robbie Dew water. It's direct supply. 
you know that is a very intriguing history uh, but i feel glenfiddich is uh, one of the most well known single malt there is uh, if not the most well known so how did it achieve this iconic status so they've always been great at marketing and and when i say they so i'd mentioned uh, william grant before so it's amazing that this company unlike most scotch companies has been an independent family owned company since 1887 and their absolute marketing geniuses from the 60s they've been doing a worldwide marketing campaign for the whiskey and then if you've noticed you know they have that iconic triangular bottle that you can't really miss that came out all the way back in 64 oh. and talking about bottles they recently just a few months ago they completely modernized the design of their core range i'm not sure if i'm a fan of it but you know it's how with this it is with design right look at it 4 5 years down the road and it'll be like oh wow that's a classic now yeah, yeah. so let time will tell but you know i can definitely relate to the triangular bottle and i certainly fell for that it, so there's a story around this so what happened was when i was in college uh, me and my friends you know decided to try something new so we go to this shop liquor shop and uh, you know we uh, ask the guy there like can you suggest us a, a certain good single malt so he's like he just pointed out at a bottle by then we did not know the name of the brand so it was an a triangular bottle so he's like okay uh, we would like to buy that but the moment he gave us the it told us the price and you know we stuck to blended scotch for next like 2 years ah those college days of empty pockets and uh, <laughs> yeah. cheap alcohol Yeah. I'm really glad we're not there anymore. Yeah. Great memories though. Talking about memories, you know, Glenfiddich will always be a very special whiskey to me. Um it may not be a whiskey that I drink all the time, but the memory associated with Glenfiddich is uh, very special. I'll tell you why. Um so my grandfather used to be a, a big Scotch whiskey fan. Okay. And his go-to whiskey was Glenfiddich. And we're talking about, you know, when i was a little child okay possibly even before and every time i used to go to my grandfather's house and this used to be a regular affair i'll go over and i remember him sitting every evening with his little he list he won't drink much but he'll just have like say two smalls of this glenfiddich 12 really enjoy it and savor it and that memory has always been with me and even though he's been gone for many years now there still is little references you know because i'm doing whiskey now when i talk to um, anybody in the family so they said you know i went to uh, like one of my mum's uncles who's in his mid 80s very fondly he was telling me the other day you know i used to go to japan back in the day i normally used to get him that green bottle they don't even talk about 12 and 15 right yeah. but one time i got him that red bottle and came and he really loved it this fond memories okay. you know, means okay. a lot yeah i mean nice memories though nice memories to have so uday when you say uh, is the world's best selling single malt exactly how much are we talking about um so our data goes back to 2017 that was a full year of data and in that year they sold 1.22 million cases of uh, scotch okay that's a big number it's a huge number and you know since we are talking about numbers you're talking about the you know glenfiddich i would like to know because you mentioned that you had been to this distillery while you were traveling scotland so i'd like to know about that um so it was an obvious choice on my list of distilleries that i had to go to glenfiddich um for many reasons one was um obviously you know the memories from my childhood and secondly i had always been fascinated with this uh, with the 15 year old 
because they do something it's called a solera vatting mm-hmm. you know the solera vatting concept actually comes from uh, your port wine sherry wine from those regions uh they don't do the exact same kind of solera vatting in uh, scotch whiskey in uh, glenfiddich they do kind of a variation of it so what they'll do is they age the whiskey for 15 years and then they put uh they pour the whiskey into this really large wooden vat and they never drain that vat beyond the 1 by 3 1/3 marker okay. you know it'll always okay. be at least 1/3 full okay once they pour a batch in then they'll drain some of the whiskey out to go go to the bottling so essentially what this means is that 15 year old whiskey is always getting married with some really old whiskies that give it different flavor nuances mm-hmm. i just found it really fascinating so that's one of the reasons why i went to glenfiddich to see the solera vatting and then they do another interesting thing after that they take you to the blending room to just the two of us and uh, they give you three component whiskies these are component whiskies that go into making glenfiddich 15 and they want you to mix them in a ratio to bring out the end product which tastes like the glenfiddich 15 okay apparently not many people get it get it right but i got it right on the first attempt so i'm quite i was quite happy about that mm mm-hmm. it's very interesting you know because we talk about uh, single malts we don't really talk about the blending of single malts so if you ever go to distillery look for these offbeat experiences mm-hmm. that kind of puts you in the blender's shoes and you know gives you a cool experience yeah i mean thanks for the trip down the memory lane but you know what i wish i could taste the 15 years old i told you earlier that you're in for a surprise since we tasted the 12 on a previous show i bought brought an extra bottle today and we're going to be comparing the 12 and the 15 i'm so happy i'm so looking forward to this we hope you've enjoyed the episode so far but before we go ahead here's a word from our partner enjoying this podcast you can also catch this and 200 plus such podcasts on karva 2.0 with bbc india film companion open mic poetry satguru isha foundation Indian classical renditions by the greatest maestros stories rhymes and gk for your kids oh and did we mention the 5000 preloaded songs and 100 plus unique playlists every day to know more go to www.saregama.com now and we're back let's continue shlepo yes only during the indian episodes we uh, said cheers yeah but now we're in scotland my friend we're going to start saying slanja so okay. slanja is health okay slanja slanja let's start off with a color so we're doing the 12 now i'd say again this is about a deep gold yeah deep gold so let's swirl it in the glass it is taking time to come down it's kind of just above a little me than medium body it's safe yeah. let's go to the nose now nostril nostril mm-hmm. what notes are you getting so i'm definitely getting some sweet notes hmm some kind of fragrance a bit of fruit yep so what i get on this is kind of like you know the light fragrant is a good word 
um but it all unique fragrances that we're talking about this is kind of perfumed in a sense but very green you know green apples pears and almost like a small hint of smoke in the background is what i'm getting right, time to take a sip mm-hmm. what do you think it's nice so uh on the palate it is honey mm-hmm. um uh, it's it's it tastes a bit fruity mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i mean that's that's about it for me yeah sure. so i i'd say that this is you know again it's it's kind of very green for me you mm-hmm. know it's got it's like biting into an apple or a pear it's a little grassy it's a little malty it's a very fresh you know like how they say like an aperitif whiskey yeah something yeah. that you have before a meal to get the party started you know yeah. another great uh, entry level whiskey okay and uh, since we're talking about uh, flavor camps we have to definitely put this in the fragrant and floral uh, flavor camp okay okay light easy drinking if you want to introduce somebody to it this is your choice yeah let's do whiskey number 2 now this is the one that you're excited about i guess yes this is the uh, glenfiddich 15 mhm let me pour it What do we say? Slanja. Slanja. Again, would you say that the color is a little darker? Yeah. Yeah. A bit. Definitely. Let's look at the links. Definitely looks a touch thicker than yeah, the. Yeah. Yeah. It's 12. taking up a, a a wee bit longer to come mm. down. On to the nose. So one uh, difference that I found out was uh, it smells a bit fruitier. and uh, more honey to this definitely so there's definitely more of that sherry influence that we seeing here and that's one of the things that i love about this whiskey there it's richer it's got that honey it's got rather than kind of that orchard fruits that we were talking about in uh, the 12 this one has kind of orange mm-hmm. which is delicious let's check out the palate so on the palate again it's a bit thicker compared to the 12 year old mm-hmm. and more honey so basically what you're seeing is you're seeing that little extra age you're seeing that little extra sherry character that's really starting to come through on this yeah and there's a little bit of extra you know like a round wood character that's here so i'd say on the nose sherry coming through a rich whiskey honey um little bit of orange tones on the palate i'd say apple citrus and a little bit of spice and i'm talking yeah. about the cherry influence also the little bit of that ginger clove kind of uh, thing going on i wouldn't really say raisins but kind of getting that's not as rich as some if you take the 18 for example it'll be richer than this uh and i'd say the finish is pretty much short in both mm-hmm. uh, the mouth feel is a little thicker than uh, the 12 but again this would fall into the fragrant and floral but this is what's interesting right this is just an axis that we're talking about yeah this is a fragrant and floral but it's going a little more towards that fruity and spicy yeah so when you see the uh, chart that we're putting out which has all the whiskies plotted by flavor you'll start seeing that it's not as clear cut as okay all the ones that are fragrant and floral taste the same no that's just a general profile just to simplify it for people but one will tend towards maybe a little towards a smoky maybe one will tend to a little towards um fruity you know fruity and spicy so that's 
an interesting journey and we'll yeah. do this chat in order to uh, you know help you choose help you give you a little bit of guidance on yeah. uh, your whiskey journey yeah so i honestly the 15 is my favorite of the two the okay. 12 is obviously special and a great starter whiskey for people okay now we'll move on to the whiskey range mm-hmm. uh, so what um, whiskies that glenfiddich has in their uh, repertoire so now this is a tough one because they've got so many whiskies mm-hmm. so just quickly running through you know their main categories so their core is a 12 15 18 and 21 and uh, the special uh, editions are the distillery edition which is a 15 year old and a 25 year old called rare oak mm-hmm. and an excellence 26 which is a rare and vintage whiskey mm-hmm. and the cask collection which is select reserve and vintage casks mm-hmm. there's a lot of terms there uh, i suggest you get online and read it because if we start talking about it on the show we'll we'll have to have another 20 minutes <laughs> yeah? okay but something that i find really really interesting with glenfiddich is they are trying to you know they're always doing something different whether it's their marketing from back then or or are now where they're being more and more experimental they're being open minded you know they're talking about cocktails they're pushing the glenfiddich highball but the most experimental thing uh, that they're probably doing and rightly called the experimental series So what they're doing here is they release whiskies once in a while that are quite different from the norm. Mm-hmm. So so far they've come out with four. So one, the first edition was finished in IPA beer casks. Very interesting. Okay. It's a very nuanced flavor. I personally don't get a lot of IPA flavor from it, but it's a nice whiskey. I'll skip the second one for now because I'll come back to it. The third one is called Winter Storm. It's a 21-year-old whiskey finished in ice wine casks. Okay. Very, very hard to find this one. The newest and fourth edition is called Fire and Cane. So this is a peated whiskey that is finished in rum casks. Okay. Very nice. I actually had this at the distillery when I was there last. Nice whiskey, very pleasant. But the one that's really special for me is the Project Double X mm-hmm. 20. and i'm not really sure how how uh, to refer to it but project xx is what it says on the bottle okay so what they did was they took 20 of the industries what they say exceptional minds and they came forward and they tried to create this expression so they chose a number of casks and then put these casks together to come out with this really rich nuanced complex expression which i was really surprised you know mm. i did not expect the level of complexity because until then i thought it is a little bit of a marketing gimmick you know uh, some experimental series they've got a jazzy website and stuff but this really surprised me so again the whiskey advisor recommends look out for project xx and uh, let me know what you think yeah that's an interesting lineup and i guess listeners should definitely go and have a look at it So Uday since we spoke about the range uh, so you know we have a, a fair bit of idea about how the glenfiddich is now shall we segue into the Q&A session sure let's do that the first question is from rahul.jagdish on instagram can you please tell me if rye whiskey is only made in canada uh, so the answer to that is no but uh, thank you for asking cuz canadian whiskey has a formidable reputation when it comes to rye 
but rye whiskey is made across the world, uh, be it in the US or the Netherlands, or even Amrut has made a 100% malted rye whiskey, which I would highly recommend seeking out. The next one is from Vineet Kumar, aka I Vineet Kumar on Instagram. There's a saying, older the whiskey, better it is. Should it be in a barrel or even outside? So Vineet, to start off with, I would disagree with older is better. I think every whiskey has its uh, sweet spot in terms of age. Uh, so don't get carried away with age. Um, and uh, the second part of the question was, should it be in a barrel or even outside? It can only be aged while it's in the cask. The moment it's taken out, it no longer ages. And the next question is from Sindhil Raj slash Nsen Raj on Instagram. Once we open a bottle of single malt, how long before the taste and quality changes? Great question. Uh, this would depend on a bunch of factors. One would be temperature. So keep it in a relatively cool room without high temperature variations. Uh, depends on the amount of air in the bottle. So the more air in the bottle, the more whiskey oxidizes and changes flavor. So either finish the bottle quickly or if you go below half a bottle, just, you know, decant it into a smaller bottle and, uh, it, and keep it out of direct sunlight. Uh, so if you follow these, your whiskey can last for years. Really. And the next question is from Amog Bangle on Instagram. Uh, chill filtered or non-chill filtered for you? Non-chill filtered any day, Amog. The next one is from Aishwarya Amarnath on Instagram. Amrut or Rampur? Wow. Um, this is a bit of an unfair comparison because Amrut has been in the single malt game much longer than Rampur. Uh, Rampur definitely shows promise, but Amrut just has such a long history and so much variety of expressions that they are definitely uh, the front runner as far as Indian single malts go. But I would expect Rampur to really come on strong in the years to come because they have the motivation and uh, the funding. Let's close it out. Uh, with a question from Mayur Jindal 26 on Instagram can bourbon only be produced in Kentucky and anything outside can never be called bourbon good question Mayur there is this common perception that bourbon can only be made in Kentucky it's false um, but bourbon can only be made in the USA so that's the only restriction geographically uh, that, all that said 95% of all bourbon is produced in Kentucky. Yeah. But there's some fantastic bourbons from outside. For example, uh, Koval from Chicago or Widow Jane from uh, New York. You can look for those. Some excellent bourbons outside of Kentucky as well. So, all right, folks. That's it for this episode. Next week, we'll be looking at another iconic whiskey from Speyside, the Glenlivet. In the meantime... Please send in your questions and comments via email, Instagram, or Facebook, and we'll answer as many as we can. All our handles are at the end of the show. Till then, drink well and drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. If you want to learn more about whiskey and Uday's work, visit thewhiskeyadvisor.com. You can send in your questions to us on uday at thewhiskeyadvisor.com or Instagram or Facebook at thewhiskeyadvisor. That's whiskey without the E. The show was brought to you by Audio Hop Podcasts. 
Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Audio Hop Podcasts. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep your spirits up and drink responsibly.